Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. After a little summer's rest, and again, gotta love the dog days, we got the guys returning with a special guest, making his solo feature debut, James. He's coming back, and the guys are going to turn to him to see how this Dame trade is still not done, and Colby's got a matchmaker ready to get going. Then, we go and turn to the NFL as a new show has been sparking new ideas. And of course, the elephant who is dressed like a running back is in the room. So, see what the guys are talking about, because it's a lot of stuff. and sure to be a passionate one by sitting back and enjoying the show. All right, Jalen, coming up, James is back with us, second time guest, special edition. Great episode coming up. We got, I'm going to solve the Dame problem for everyone involved. We got the return of probably in the entire, what, Jalen, six years that you and I have known each other. We're probably going to have the argument that we've had the most times in that entire six-year span, coming up with the whole, all the running back contracts and buzz going around. And some other fun stuff to get to. Jalen, James, how are y'all doing? <laughs> Man, I am feeling good, def- despite the fact that a lot of my favorite uh, players out there have been robbed, uh, bamboozled, and uh, been just straight up lied to. But I am here today, and I'm feeling great, and I'm feeling like we're ready to get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me again, uh, Colby and Jalen. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, there's actually light at the end of the tunnel right now. The sports are kind of coming back, you know, I know baseball's on right now, but you know, we're in the dog days of summer right now, the women's world cup starting tomorrow or tonight, however you want to see it. And then next thing, you know, when that's over, we're going to start walking right into college football season. So, you know what? I, I've, I've been a lot worse and I'm, I'm excited to be here again. So let's see if we, let's, uh, let's hear it. Oh yeah. This is going to be fun, man. We got a good one coming up today. Lots of good stuff, and as I said, y'all earlier, y'all out there in the land of champions. So, all uh, oh, many good things to come. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna hit the NBA. We got a fun game segment to start. I'm very proud of my little slideshow that I got for you guys. But yeah, Jalen, you said it uh, before. We wanted to give a quick shout out to one of your guys. You called on the draft night that you said Amani Bates, second round pick, long former, uh, one time number one prospect. At one time, they called him the next Kevin Durant. Then that went downhill pretty quickly. You know, second-round guy who was awesome for the Cavs, made to the championship uh, in the summer league. We'll talk about one other summer league guy, but the guy who was on the other team. I mean, go ahead, Jalen. Take the floor, Monty Bates. Wow. Yeah, man, the kid was uh, – he did it for Cleveland. I mean, I feel like this is a great spot for him. Uh, he's going to be an electric piece off the bench right off the bat, I feel like, for Cleveland. He seems like he's going to be one of those guys that – he can be he's just shooting he's just a, he's, you know what he's gonna do he's gonna go down the court he's gonna shoot the ball you know and that's what i like to see <laughs> this dude just pulls it and he's living up to it that's what he did when he was in michigan when he went when he they gave him that starting spot in michigan he just not michigan like the, the michigan but you know <laughs> one of those schools there i forgot what, what it was but at this moment but yeah he was come on he was about to say he all he does is shoot and i can't believe he actually is pulling up and Hey, if they keep falling, this guy is going to be elite. That's all I can say. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> and uh, it's hype to see that, you know, you're one of those guys because you, you have the what? The Thompson brothers and all those dudes. Thompson twins. Like, it's, 
Wow. Twins. There you go. Yeah, they, they. I'm trying to pull these guys up right now, man. And I was like, some of them, like I think they were trying to hype up Amon and Asur. Yeah, that's who they are. Yeah. And I was like, man. Uh, uh, I, I want to see some more baits. And right. the other guy that you were talking about. I, I feel like he was the highlight. I like that. Uh, that was great, great. Everything you said, and I'll let James go. But other than just the ending, I, I don't think he's going to be better than the Thompson twins. Even though I'm not, wasn't the biggest Thompson twin guy. Like, they're both great defenders. It's the only reason. So you at least know, if nothing else, they're going to be able to defend. But go ahead, James. No, I mean, I'm kind of going to share the same sentiment as Jalen. I got recruited to Memphis originally. I've had to transfer one year, then going to, I believe, Eastern Michigan, I think, I think was the one. Um, But great in high school, should have gone higher. Only reason he did is because NFL scouts, or not NFL, NBA scouts and GMs thought he was in a gang. I mean, that's pretty much it at the end of the day. So talented and uh he i think you're right i think he's going to be an important piece for the cleveland cavaliers um not important but you know he's going to definitely add a little bit of spark and you know just something creative coming off the bench i mean you saw it in the playoffs last year they kind of just couldn't score so you know they're they're trying to fix that yeah and second round high low risk high reward like if he doesn't pan out oh what it was a second round pick like no seriously great yeah. To think about it, I mean, it's just value at that point, right? Like, what else? How many other second round picks can you say have really gone on to do great things in the NBA? It's hard after you get to like 15, you know, you really got to start yeah. counting straws. So, I think it's great. I think it's a good pick by them. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I last thing I just want to say on that because I don't have too much I disagree with. It was cool to see and see you can see the talent that was once so high. I did not know because I'm not a big college basketball guy. I'm not, I've been honest about that on this podcast. I don't know a ton about college basketball. I don't follow it super closely other than like for the draft. Um, I did not know that his dad has been like basically controlling him and like is like basically controlling right there behind the bench, like at Memphis and Eastern Michigan. And he's been coaching him like his whole life. I did not know that. Um, and so basically, because I heard that on uh, Kevin O'Connor was talking about it on his podcast on The Ringer and uh, and the, his co-host, and they were like, basically, this is the first time he's been on a team where his dad's not like right there behind the bench controlling everything, which that's kind of wild. I did not know that. Yeah, pretty intimidating thing, too. <laughs> yeah. So exciting for Monty Bates. But and then so the other summer league thing, Jalen, as we were saying, Cam Whitmore, who we're all going like, what is, I thought you and I were talking before the draft, Jalen, we were doing that at draft night. Um, we thought like it wouldn't have been crazy for Houston to take him at four. And they wound up going all the way to 20. Um, because they're saying there's injury concerns. He wasn't good in interviews. Um, whatever the reason he's awesome. He looked awesome. He was the best player in the summer league. He won MVP dominated. Um, he was great on both ends. He's a low, high, ton of upside. I, I like Cam Whitmore. If, if he's healthy, I think he's going to be really good. And I think the Rockets got a huge steal there. Yeah, it's crazy. He uh, he fell there, and then he just turned up. That's one of those guys that you got, you know, we were just, like you said, we were sitting there. We were wondering. I mean, he played for Nova, right? And he was just one of those guys that just, yeah, yeah, he was just one of those guys that, you know, did good in the tournament as well. So it's like, what happened here? And you said, just because of interviews, and now here he goes turning up. And it's like these GMs have problems with the interview phase with some of these players, and they get a little too selective. But then again, 
you know, we are in the summer league, so let's see how it all transitions over. Yeah, that's but true. For the Rockets, <laughs> to see all this young talent, you know, coming their way and starting to actually get exciting. I mean, you start to wonder the hope and pray that they actually don't make a move on Harden. That's all you – that when I think about the Rockets and hearing about all this young talent, you just got to hope and pray. They just actually stay away from that man. So when it comes to Whitmore, it just makes the Rockets, hey, like you said, they could have gotten him at four, but hey, gets tw- you got him at 20, so – Still hooping under your jersey. Oh, yeah. No, got nothing really. I mean, Villanova's flown under the radar the last couple of years just because they haven't had the same teams of like the uh, Josh Hartz and Jalen Brunson's, you know, those ones that won the national championships. <laughs> it was the Knicks are just recreating that. Team. Yeah, I'm sure that they're doing. So um, they've kind of fallen off the map, you know, when you're not in the limelight all the time, people start to forget, how, you know, start actually watching those schools. And uh, he was talented, but like you said, he was hurt. He was hurt a lot of the time as well. So we'll see if he has a – he's going to have a chance, but it's just all about how he plays when he, he takes those chances and if he can stay healthy and be on the court. Yeah, no, I agree. It was a Michael Porter Jr.-like fall, even though I think the injuries aren't even as concerning as Michael Porter Jr.'s was. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because I think it's like someone's knee. But, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see Cam Whitmore on the Rockets. But anyways – so that's all that we got in the NBA world, except for, of course, the looming dark cloud uh, that is this Damian Miller Miami thing that's going to drag out, and it's dragged out so long. So I've got a prepared a special little show for you, you gentlemen tonight. I'm going to go ahead and get it set up right here. But but I, I've got some trades here. I've got some great fake trades. They even work financially. These trades, this is certified through the trade machine. This I can't wait. Work financially. And it's a whole segment. So okay. A whole segment. You're thank you, Jalen. You're gonna get a kick out of this, James. I think you'll like this. Is I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, here we go. So don't let me get it set up. And here we go. <laughs> so we got the slideshow. And this, so Jay, James, on this podcast, we've done several times now. I don't know how many times we've done Matchmaker at this point, Jalen. But we got a segment called Matchmaker. Which essentially, it's usually like it's a player and a team. Um, I think we've done D Hop. We did Lamar back when we thought he might go to another team. I feel like we've done it for someone else. I can't remember what the other one was. But essentially, it's matchmaker. So you pick three teams, you pick rank like the best matches for this guy, right? So this is a twist on the classic matchmaker format. Jalen, we've got matchmaker special edition, Menage a Trois. Because as I said, I think what's making. So Dame. He's going to Miami. It's going to happen. There's like no other suitors. It's just going to drag out. But inevitably, I think everyone knows that's where he's going. Would y'all? Would y'all agree with that? I think it'd be dumb. But yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I got nothing else to say. This, I mean, this whole thing is stupid enough as it is that it's been. It's taken this long, and the Heat are just going to offer a terrible package, and the Trailblazers are going to sit there and just have to eat shit. Unfortunately, it seems like that's the route they want to take, even when they can make a statement. I know your T-Wolves would probably love to trade for him, Jalen. So <laughs> I would love to see that, too. Send Cat out the door. That's the, that's it. That's that's what you do right there. Do that if that I'm was mentioned on this podcast. Yes. Taking on two seconds if I'm Portland. <laughs> gosh. Oh, um, man. Yeah. That was I, good. I like it. No, I agree with a lot of what you said, James. It is it's kind of dumb. It does feel bad for Portland. But I, 
I do agree with that, though. I have stayed. I say that I agree with that. Yeah, that it sucks for Portland that it's pretty much like the media bullied them almost. If, in my opinion, it felt like the media was like they have to trade with Miami. It's the they could make a team. statement. They well, could yeah. make a statement. But the thing is, it's out there. I agree with all of that. I wish the teams would make more of a stand to the player. But the problem is, like, no one else is trying to get it. So that's kind of where they're screwed. It's not like, but, like, sure, if someone else offered them a great package, they would do it. But no one has. Um, so, the yeah. I agree, though, Colby. They're going, they're going to Miami. It's dumb. I'm with yeah. James. But back to what you were trying to explain, Colby. What is this menage a trois? Well, I was going to say, so the only, the only last thing, like I've said for Portland, the one thing, it doesn't feel too bad, though, because they got lucky in the lottery and they got Scoot. So, like, you don't really want Dame on this team anyway, because Scoot, I think, is going to be awesome. So, yeah, this is special edition Menage a Trois, because if I'm Portland and you're, you're already doing this under pro, against your will somewhat, that it's only Miami, even though it makes sense to trade Dave. So if I'm getting into bed with you, Miami, if I'm Portland, it's got to be Menage a Trois. There's got to be a third team in here who can give me some stuff because what's out there is they don't want to take Tyler Hero, and that's the best young piece that Miami has to offer. So you see here I, see I got you. the classic, you know, the meme with the girl guy looking at the other girl. It's just the rest of the league. Portland is like, ah, Miami, this is not really what we want. We need a little bit more than what you're packaging here. So my thing is here, I'm giving you five deals that I think – all makes sense. One is not nearly as good as the other four. I'll just say that. You'll probably be able to tell which one we get to it. But I wanted to have five nice number. Um, to a third team that can make this a little better for Portland. These are good packages for them. Everybody's happy. And someone gets Tyler Hero, who I do think has become undervalued in all of this just because they didn't make the finals without him at all. But I still think he's a valuable player. Portland just has too many guards. You can All go right. ahead and keep it going, man. No, I was gonna say no one disagrees. <laughs> no, I'm ready. No one's disagreeing with you. We're All ready. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe Cronin, Blazers GM. These are my three terms of engagement if I'm doing this trade. These I have to do, and granted, one of these I couldn't make the third thing work, <laughs> but the others all meet them. So this Joe Cronin's terms of engagement. One obviously has to have a third team. Need more picks, more young guys that Miami just can't give me. The three you have to give me, too, if you're Miami. Jovic, Hawkes, Caleb Martin, all three of them. That's just the bare minimum starting point. And as many picks as Miami can give me, which isn't that many, because they've already traded some picks, um, and they don't have a lot of extra picks laying around. And the third, I got to get off Nurkic in this deal, too. He has a horrible contract. He can't defend it all. He's not what he once was. He's not a good – it's a horrible contract. So if I'm getting rid of Dame, if I'm forced, you're forcing me out the door – Either Miami or some other third team has to get Nurkic. That's my three requirements for Portland if I'm doing this deal with Miami. I feel like it's fair to have Nurkic's name into this conversation. Dude, uh, <laughs> especially actually, especially since you are the one that has Jokic and everything, the guy that succeeded him and booted him to Portland. So yeah. now here you are <laughs> saying he right needs call. to be booted again. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying that he needs to be booted again, but I do agree with the call that I think Nurkic needs to move. But moving okay. Nurkic probably wouldn't be a. Tr- I don't think it would be a challenge though. I feel like some teams oh, would actually. Oh, be- I don't know. But if you do, this is a non-starter though. I agree. Like this, you that contract is absolutely horrendous. Like if you're more. not even entertaining. <laughs> yeah, like that is insane. If you're not, if you're not even entertaining like a trade, 
offer without Nurkic in it, I'm not even picking up the phone if I'm Portland. Like that is that's yeah. kind of that that's the first thing on there besides getting rid of Dame. No, I like that. Yeah, you got you have to take Nurkic. It's so funny how guys just get like thrown in an NBA trade. It's like that's got to feel bad when you're like you know you're as good as you are. You made the NBA, so you're obviously an amazing player just to be in the league. And then, you know, you're literally just getting traded to make the money work. <laughs> like, I feel bad for him. He's making that much money. Salaries. <laughs> all right. So we got five minutes here. I'll send the new link. So, all right. I got five trades. They all have different names. They're mostly all Portland-related names, except for the second one. All right. Trade number one, the most likely. This is – I did this team because this is the rumor. This is the team that outs there. The Menage Trois partner number one, the Brooklyn Nets. So in this deal, you got the Nets getting Hero, which it's rumored that's what the rumor is. Like, they're the third team that's the only one that's really been rumored. And they also have to take Kyle Lowry's expiring. It's a lot, but it's expiring. So it's valuable. 30 years expiring. Portland, the haul you get for Dame in this, you got to take Ben Simmons, which, to make the money work, it's, you know, it's only two more years, even though it's a horrible deal. You know, maybe he'll shock some people and he'll play it. You know, Portland... This is about as low pressure of a situation as he could be going into. He's already in a pretty low pressure one now that Durant and Kyrie are gone. But to make the money work, I'm, I'm willing to take Ben Simmons and, hey, take a flyer on it. At this point, it's only two more years. Could be worth the risk. And then, obviously, the starter pack of Martin, Hakez Jr., who they just picked, and Jovic. And then I got three picks from Miami, and uh, the Nets make sense as a partner because they got all those Phoenix picks. So they can throw me a 25 pick from Phoenix. I get four round ones. Yovichok has Martin, Ben Simmons, two more years. And Miami, you get Dame, you have to take Nurkic. And to make the money work, you know, I threw in Royce O'Neal. I'm sure Royce O'Neal on the Heat would hit a bunch of big shots in a playoff game, certainly. So there you go. That's the trade. Three, two. I mean, I think you'd hit the nail on the head there, Colby. I think that's a trade that's going to happen. Um, I think everyone's kind of thinking at this point. So I I'll actually start with the with the um, Blazers here. I kind of love the idea of taking a flyer on Ben Simmons. Ooh. I know he hasn't played at all, but this is exactly what he needed when he left Philly. Small market town, just a team that's not trying to win. He just needs to go out there and actually play. Doesn't help when you go from Philly to Brooklyn, and then especially when you throw them into an already explosive situation with Durant and Kyrie, both of them asking for trades too. So you know, doesn't really help him at all um, going in there. So I kind of love the idea of him on the Blazers in a small market where only people that are watching him are people in Portland and on the West Coast, and he will have the ball in his hands, and he'll he just needs to play. And then defense, which is the one thing he's good at. He's really good. I, yeah, like <laughs> defensive player of the year, if he can get back to where he was three years ago. Like he has the like potential to do that. Will he get there? That's a different question. And I also love taking Jaime Jaquez um, in this draft as well, or in this trade, excuse me. Jalen, I know you and I talked about this a little bit, but Jaime Jaquez is the – definition of a baller he's going to go out there he's going to outwork you he's going to get more rebounds than you and he wants to get more rebounds than you and, and he's three inches shorter than you as well he's going to put his shoulder and elbow under you just lift up he's going to get the foul call every time a little bit of a lost art still with the mid-range i don't know if he'll ever be as good as uh, demar Derozan, but 
guy could score. He gave people buckets in college. I think he'll give people buckets in the NBA. And the thing is, he does it on both sides of the court as well. So I think he's kind of the steal of the draft. I, that's one that I would kind of put my money on to, you know, in the later teens, late lottery to, you know, make a real impact in the league. I like all of that. And I totally agree. And uh, the last thing I'll even add on to that is also Miami drafted him. Like they didn't draft him like for Portland. They're like, all right, if we trade him, yeah. great. But like, we like this guy. So that makes I, it more because they see I, what they're doing. Oh yeah. I was, I was upset. I'm like, now I'm going to have to hate this guy for like the <laughs> next 12 years when I loved watching him at UCLA. So <laughs> I'm so happy if he leaves that, if he leaves that team in this trade. All right, uh, do I do I have the floor? Yes, let me get the. Oh, well, you guys are just drooling over this whole entire conversation. Why are we not talking about the Nets, man? Come on, I said it on this podcast. The Nets, man, they work so hard to keep that six spot after all this gone down, and you're going to reward them with Kyle Lowry. I love no, heroes. No, Don't get me wrong. Kyle yes, Kyle Lowry is expiring. He's going to be on the team for. I love everything about this deal, man. But man, the fact that my Nets have to eat that Kyle Lowry contract really stinks. They'll probably trade him again. They'll probably yeah, trade him. Buy him out if they need yeah. to. It's only one year. A lot of money to buy out. Out. contracts aren't bad. But I agree. But like, they literally would have had to or this trade doesn't work. I wanted to make these trades actually realistic so this Colby, i mean i agree i mean they're getting hero like this is this is the thing that i wanted to talk about was the fact yeah. that you're giving the nets hero um i like i mean let's that's gonna be hype i feel like the nets still got some good pieces there adding hero and you mentioned this earlier that hero kind of fell off a little bit because he wasn't playing in the playoffs he was awesome um, like yeah i was about to say i still believe in hero man we all need a hero and i hope he plays the hero card for the nets um, that's a fun destination for Hero, honestly. I like that. I like it more than the Blazers, personally. Because um, I do like the idea of having Jamie with player paired up with Scoot, just having the talk that James had about J- Jaquez right there. This dude, have that. Imagine that play style, comparing that with Scoot already with this young core, adding in Shade and Sharp. That just sounds, you know, you just throw out the uh, the little Italian gesture signs, you know? It just sounds moy and just magnifico. But, um, yeah, and then the other thing here, Royce O'Neal, that's a fun piece to add on to the Heat, so that way they can at least feel like, you know, they're not only getting Damian Lillard, they're also getting another shooter. So, great. That's just just great. But they do but, have to take Nurkic's contract, so balance. That is funny that you slid that in there. That is <laughs> watch him just have a fantastic year. Yeah, mm. that's true. They would. That's true. They oh, would, Christian would be mad. Have him out there hooping, <laughs> leading the second unit. <laughs> they're gonna have yeah. They're gonna have Bam and Nurkic, and someone's gonna be a certain someone on this bus is gonna get real upset when he sees that Bam is succeeding again. Um, and then the Blazers, man, if they get those four first round picks, that's actually gonna be wild. But wanna let's see, Ben Simmons playing on the Blazers. I agree with James. That's a good spot for him. Yeah, that can be real, very fun to tend. The Blazers, like, with this haul, plus Scoot and Sharp and Simons, like, they can be, like, one of the best watches in the league, even if they're they're probably not very good. Especially if Ben Simmons can have any sort of renaissance. I don't know if he's got that in him, but if he does, it'll be a lot of fun. It would be a great fun. Uh, I'll get to the next, give me two seconds here to get to the next trade. I, I agree with you, Jalen. I do really like it uh, for Brooklyn. 
um too because like having your basically your four building blocks of like claxton hero bridges and cam johnson the cam johnson who they just extended that's like that's a lot better than they had after the first terrible time they blew up their team to try to get a super team they're at least in a better spot even though they did lose Kyrie and durant Claxton is Nick Claxton's a cornerstone. Come on, don't pretend like this team (laughs) is going to win more than like 35 games this year. Okay, I'm just saying, it's like a point. He's not like the main attraction, but he's like something. I mean, they they okay, they lost everything when they lost KD and Kyrie. This team is still going to be bad. No, no, is Mikel Bridges going to do this again? I don't yeah. know. Bridges are good. I mean, it's not like they're. I'm not saying they're gonna like go anywhere, but I'm just saying like. I need more. It's not like the Br- cupboards are bare. Bridges Bridges started 20 games for the Nets, and he had he had a good 20 games as a starter. Let's see what he does with a full NBA season. Same thing. Same thing with Cam. I mean, I'll, you don't. Which Cam? Jury's Jury's out. Jury's out. No, not Thomas. They don't play. Thomas. Oh, you, I thought we were talking about Thomas. No, Jesus, Damn, no. Thomas, man. He's like, <laughs> gonna be a dog. I'm telling y'all, y'all no. are sleeping on Cam Thomas. There's a reason why they like, brought him back too. Think about like the shooting of a hero. Bridges, Cam Johnson, two through four. I mean, offensively, spacing wise, that's pretty beautiful. If you could get a point guard, I don't know who that point guard's gonna be, but if you could get right a now, you have it as Lowry. That team's gonna stink. <laughs> They're not gonna be great, but. I don't know. I think they'd be they'd be a play-in team. Oh my gosh! I hope they are. I hope they are. East has a pretty soft underbelly. If you look around down there after the top team, that's true. That's a good point. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Although they are going to deal with Pollock, so that's neither here nor there. All right, now we get into some more ambitious, fun ones. For the record, this trade—I think this is my favorite trade partner out of all of them. But I don't have Nurkic in the steal, so this is the one I broke that rule. All right, Heroes Perfect Fit Trade 2, the Memphis Grizzlies. So you got this, obviously, Dame going to Heat. The Grizzlies are only getting Hero in this package. It's not super different. The Grizzlies give uh, they give Portland. So Portland has the same trio of Hakez, Jovic, and Caleb Martin, plus the three Miami picks, which they have in all these trades. This one, they have to take Kyle Lowry's expiring themselves, but they would probably buy him out. And they also pick up Zaire Williams and Jake LaRivia, Two nice young forwards from Memphis. They're eh, like their bench guys right now. They're still both 21, high ceiling. Memphis is drafted super well. And you get Golden State's first round pick this year. Memphis has some extra picks. Memphis could give them more picks if if they needed to. Um, so Memphis has the young players and the picks assets to be a super interesting third team from Miami and Portland. And in this one, instead of taking on uh, Nurkic and Royce O'Neal, Miami gets Dame, and they also get Luke Kennard and Nazir Little from Portland. Uh, Luke Kennard coming from the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies are giving up essentially Luke Kennard, a pick, Ravia, and uh, Williams for Hero. But the Grizzlies need shooting. You saw that Lakers series. They had no reliable three-point shooting. Yeah, yeah, I like this trade. The the thing is, just looking at uh, Portland here, you get Zaire Williams, Jaime Jaquez, uh, Jake Lavia. I don't even know. I can't even pronounce his last name. Nikola Jovic, and you keep Nurkic. Um, that's a pretty crowded uh, front court yeah. there. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of bodies. A lot of bodies on the bench. Um, <laughs> Luke Kennard going to the Heat. You know, we have Duncan Robinson 2.0, just a little bit better. So um, I can see I could see the fit there. Yeah, I could see the fit there. 
Oh, sorry. Hang on. That's my bad. I don't know how I did that. What are you doing, Cole? I think I accidentally muted him somehow, but I didn't mean to. All right, I think he's back. All right, stop touching things. Stop touching things. <laughs> my back? Yeah, you're there back. You're back. Um, my bad. Technically. <laughs> I was going to say, Hero next to Ja and then Jackson. Good team. Uh, are they doing anything in the West still? I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's changing that. You might get to the conference finals. Um, but I like the idea, though. I like you said. You do need to add some shooting to that team, and you're losing Kennard too, who's probably, arguably, your your best shooter on that team. So. Yeah, Hero's basically like a way better version of Kennard. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Offensively, I think he just has a lot more to his game than oh, Kennard does. So. Jalen, what say you? Disgusted, man. Now you're hyping up the Grizz to get Euro. Man, I mean, this is a great trade. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm just, man, it just hurts my heart to talk about the Grizzlies right now. Um, let's see. The throwing line Laveriere, yeah, you got a big. You're yeah, you're you're full of big men right now on roster, and you ended no, up breaking I your tried, own. I was Nurkic. trying to get Nurkic in here, man, but I couldn't spend like an hour trying to figure out how to make the salaries work, so I, I couldn't get him in here. Because it wouldn't work. I couldn't get him in this one. Yeah, I was about to say, when you have Steven Adams in the conversation, because he's the main big man for the Grizzlies, ain't no way they're going to get rid of Steven Adams for Nurkic. So, or even add Nurkic into the equation to upset Adams. So, uh, I don't think they wanted to do that. But I like Zaire. I really do. I do like that, the addition of Zaire. I'm a, I'm a fan. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty solid. Um yeah, same with that. I mean, Luke Kennard, he's the OG. That's all I had to say, really. He's the OG, Duncan Robinson. He's been the he's been that white dude just pulling threes for the longest time in my eyes. He's I've doing been, it for the Pistons. He's been doing it. He's probably a little better than Duncan Robinson. He can do a little bit more with the ball than Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. But, I think, but yeah, I would love this for Memphis to get Hero because he would be perfect on that team. And like what his weakness is he's not a good defender. They have a ton of defenders on that team. So that could that would you know, covers up his weaknesses, he covers up their weaknesses. It'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the, gave the Blazers two first round picks in next year's draft, by the way. That's pretty interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, if I'm the Blazers, I'm getting as many picks as I can out of this. The OKC model is is effective. Just get as many picks as you can, you're bound to hit eventually. Okay. Trade number three. Who needs picks? Scoot's ready to go. All right. So, you know, this is a trade. The Clippers, the third partner. What if they decide, you know what? Screw it. Who wants Harden? Let's go get Tyler Hero. Get at least some youth and maybe a guy who will play in basketball games when we have this new arena. Hero in the Clippers could be fun. Could fit. So in this deal, the Clippers take Nurkic. The problem with the Clippers is they don't have the picks. Than Portland would want. So Portland, you get an extra two in the three Miami picks. You're not getting a lot of picks in this one, Portland, but you get Norman Powell and Zubach. That is a ready-made front court right there. You have Norman Powell, Caleb Martin, Zubach. You still got Jeremy Grant, all these young guys. That's at least something for Scoot to, and Sharp to work with. Plus, you get the extra picks and the trio from Miami. And this time, Miami, they get Dame. This time, they got to take Robert Covington, uh, Rocco, legendary role guy, and Amir Coffey to make the money work. So what do y'all think of this one? Bill. <laughs> <Ew>. Um <laughs> I think 
coming into the mindset of Scoot is uh, can take us into a win now team right now. You know, I, I I don't think that would be the best. And even if this if that was the situation, is that the team that would, it, does this make you better than any of the your teams that you've had with Dame? No, <laughs> not arguably worse. Arguably worse, right? I think you need a absolute fresh reset. You don't want someone like Kyle Lowry taking minutes from him. And don't forget, we Anthony Simon. He just has to be in there for the money. Listen, we have, Anthony, we have Anthony Simons as well. Like, he's got to play ball too. You don't want to add him into that mix. Like you said, probably buy him out. But And then, okay, you get Norman Powell. That's bad. That's that's worse than what Miami's offering them team for team. They're, they they are none of those players that they're getting are anywhere close to Tyler Hero. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it for anyone. I think everyone's a loser here in this trade. I think the Clippers are doing okay in this one, but yeah. Oh, I mean, we just we've been shitting on Nurkic's contract for the last ten minutes, and no, we're like, just oh, you know? hero, just because they have the Clippers have like no young guys on this team. They have like no other than Kenyon Martin Jr. They just signed. They have I, no promising young players. Like just getting someone like that would be a win at this point. That's, that's true, but I think I think the Clippers' strength, their one strength right now, is that they are a deep team. You get rid of Covington. You give it to Kofi. You add Hiller, or sorry, Hero and Nurkic. I don't think that makes you any better, especially when you have to win this year with Kawhi and Paul George. Something at heart, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I, this is definitely not the best trade, but I wanted to get to five. Jalen? <laughs> uh, I like the idea of Hero joining the Clippers. I do like that idea, but they, I feel like you missed. The math is a little uh, a little hard to follow here. I uh, I like the idea of the hero of Hero going to the Clippers, though. That would be fun. I feel like that would be a great, fun time, especially when you add in the fact that there's one of the best 75 players in the NBA to ever play sitting there, you know, as a great role player who decided to take a pay cut, oh, too. Dude, it, I feel like that team, I'm telling you, and this is the thing I wanted to say about the Clippers and the reason why I feel like I'm off on them for me personally, I think it's because they're it's the way they play and the way they coach. Like they're a very defensive team. That Tyron Lue just literally runs them. He coaches them really well. I feel like some of these guys once they step off of Ty Ty, Ty Lue's team, some of them might not even show up the same way they would on there. Like Rocco played good minutes for the Wolves, and he played good minutes for I think the Blazers at some point again. But Rocco's been around. Yeah. Oh, and in Philly. Sorry, I forgot. He had some a stint in Philly as well. But he's just a defensive guy, you know. And he's gotten he got some great minutes up in starting minutes up in the Clippers at some point too. But I I just like for Zubak for me I first of all you gave Norman Powell over and you traded him for you, Nurkic went to the Clippers. These guys are just trading contracts at this point. That's eighteen mil right there. I see. Yeah, but Zubac is better. The Clippers you got to give up Zubac to get Hero. <laughs> he's better and has a better contract. I don't know, man. Zub- like you said, Zubach is better. I don't think it's gonna be a hard- and he actually plays. He yep. actually plays. That's the <laughs> other thing. He actually plays out of those uh starting five. For the he Clippers. does play. Zubach so... is only 26. He's only 26. Oh wow, that's actually a crazy stat. I feel like he's been in the league. <laughs> Zubach, yeah. I, yeah. I looked at that. <laughs> oh, I love that. If you asked me, I definitely would have said like 30. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I'm just saying there's a little, I feel like the math is a little wonky there, Colby, but I like the idea of some of these guys. They're just right? decimating the roster. The Clippers roster is just getting decimated in this trade. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. All right. So it's not the best one. We'll see which one you like out of these, uh, these last ones, which trade you think is the best. These next two here, these are a little bit more exotic, but if these teams are willing to be my third, I want them in the bed. These are they're great partners for this menage a trois, and it gets uh, me more excited about all right. Miami. All right, trade number four. Picks, glorious picks. <laughs> Pelicans. Of, oh, I skipped to the last one. Pelicans of New Orleans taking on Tyler Hero. The Pelicans still have all those Lakers picks and all those Bucks picks from the Drew Holiday the trade. The Pelicans have picks. They have a pretty deep team. They got to shuffle the decks a little bit. I don't know. Like, I guess they're just going to hope Zion is healthy. Good luck with that. Um, so I think Hero on the Pelicans with Ingram and Zion, they don't even have to give up McCollum in this, would be filthy. So the Pelicans in this trade, they're giving up Lakers 24 pick, Milwaukee's 25 pick, Portland. And there's other picks they have. If you want one of theirs, you can take one of theirs. They can give you a couple picks. So they're giving up two ones. And uh, – Portland's eating. Valanchunas is expiring. 50 mil one year for Valanchunas. That's not bad. I have no trouble taking that on if I'm Portland. Uh, oh, I guess uh, Nurkic isn't in this one either. Uh, and then you're getting the trio, of course. You have to take Lowry expiring as well. And Miami just gets Dame and they get Larry Nance. This one's more simple, but I really like the idea of, of Will Orleans being in here if I'm Portland because they have a lot of picks and, and some young guys too. You want to go that route. Jalen, do you want to start with this one? I do, actually. Um, I don't hate it as much as I think I would, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, you didn't. Yes, you forgot Nurkic, but in my eyes, I think then Nurkic and Valanciunas share the backcourt or frontcourt. My bad. Like, didn't they share that when they were both on the Blazers at one point? No, Valanciunas has never been on the Blazers. I could have sworn he had a meet. Raptors, and he was. And he was on. Oh, Raptors! That's why I was thinking of some. I remember him wearing red. That's why I'm. I'm sorry. I could. I got that confused. Yeah. I just remembered him wearing red, and I could have swore he was the bearded man for the Blazers at one point. But my mistake. Anyways, one year with Valanciunas. I like Valanciunas, so that's probably why I'm not really too pressed on this one. But he is aging, and you're giving them not only that that they have to eat up, but you're giving them Kyle Lowry as well. That's a lot of money you're making these oh, guys eat, man. You're buying out Kyle Lowry for the sake of Lowry. But remember, you're getting you're kicking not only Dame out your house, but now you're also eating what is that like almost fifty million in contract money that you're for saying they have to year, buy out? Yeah, for one year, and then it's off the books, and you get cap space. Nah, it's going to suck this year anyway, and there's a floor. The teams, I'm just telling you how the league operates. Teams value expirings. 30 mil three years is terrible for one of these guys, but if it's only one more year, it becomes a lot more valuable. You're right. I don't know much about the league, but I still see the money and I'm like, God damn, you're thinking that they're going to just buy out two players like that. And that's all I'm no, saying. They'll keep Valanchunas. They'll just buy out Lowry. Valanchunas will be their center. They'll keep him. That's all I got. I don't like Hero on the Pels. I don't like that. You don't like that? Oh, see, no. I think that's fun. I feel like that would work. My issue with this trade, like I got to think of this from a Pelican standpoint, because they're the ones with everything to lose in this one. When you're when you're bringing them in, you know, he and the Blazers, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're gonna they're gonna get what they need out of each other. <laughs> Pelicans are the one, like you said, if they're picking up their phone, they're taking a huge risk. If you think to beginning of last season, Pelicans had the best record in the West until Zion got hurt. Right. That team has a tendency to get hurt. But <laughs> if I'm a Pelicans fan, I know it's there. I know that roster and talent potential is there. A lot of ifs, a lot of buts. But if I'm looking at this trade, I'm giving up Larry Nance, Jonas Valanciunas, and two first-round picks for Tyler Hero. <laughs> that's is that that's a lot? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's lot, lot for Tyler Hero, who Not was a, Larry a six guy. Was a fair. six man. Was a six man in Miami. Like he was twenty ninth this year. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh that's a lot. That's a lot. And like you said, those picks are valuable. These first round picks that the Pelicans have. Granted, I know they have a lot, but it's Tyler Hero that the is one that you want to start. You know, if you're going to trade your stockpile, is he the one that you're going in for to begin with? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't think I think if we make this trade, we arguably get worse and we lose some of our future capital too. I don't know if you think they'd get worse. So y'all don't even think Hero would fit on the Pelicans. See, I kind of think him playing off Zion and Ingram, like just playing off the ball, could be kind of tough. I don't know if it wouldn't fit. I, I, I'm just thinking, and just uh, actual talent. And at the end of the day, we're all these teams want to win a championship. I think the Pelicans have potential championship aspirations if they can actually figure it out and stay healthy. I think Tyler adding Tyler here to that doesn't really help your chances at all in doing so. Especially in the West. Especially in the West. The the West is deeper now. That's, Especially at the top. The West is a gone. Yeah. Gotta get to the wolves, yeah. That's true. <laughs> hey, yeah. I guess. The wolves were better than the Pelicans this year. So that's they true. were good. Yeah, you're right. They tell were them, they them, were them. really good. Brown said that was the hardest series. He said the Wolves were the hardest in the series. Shout out Bruce Brown. He said the Wolves were the hardest <laughs> team they played. <laughs> I saw it too. Yeah, shout out Bruce Brown. I saw it. Speaking the truth, but anyways, back to the Pels. So I mean, I I just that's how I felt as well, James. I not the value side of it, but I just didn't think it would. I mean, I just think personally they are a physical team. I just never seen Hero play physical ball like that. We're talking about, you know, you know, like we're talking about Jose Alvarado's squad over there, man. Like they play in some physical ball. We're talking about Tyler Hero would get bitched in practice. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would. That's what. That's just my thing. Like I don't think it's just gonna mesh well. Um, I'm thinking I can see Hero putting on pounds. Like I'm thinking chunky Hero. Like I'm like, man, this is just chunky. Come on. Dude, you never know what the gumbo can do to you down like there. Every player know. that's been on the Pelicans has gotten chunky. It's really just Zion. <laughs> I didn't true. see Larry Nance in the dunk contest this year. Just yeah, but he's not. Have you also seen him? He's not chunky. He still looks the same. I just don't think Larry Nance is that good, to be honest with you. That's why I'm like, I, like, I got to give um, up Larry Nance. I'm like, oh, I'll get rid of Larry Nance. No problem. <laughs> Not trust me, I wasn't headed. I'm, trust me, when you said hey, Larry Nance on this screen, Colby, I wasn't even glancing at the name that long, to be honest with I you. See, I don't know that it's <laughs> the 
Pelicans, to be honest, because like right. I don't like Larry Nance really too much. Valanciunas, he's fine, and the picks aren't even mine. So if I suck, I'll have my own pick anyway. The Lakers are probably going to be good. If Milwaukee doesn't have Giannis, that pick could be awesome if he leaves. But if he doesn't, it's probably not going to be the best. Like, I, I see. I think Hero would help the Pelicans a lot. I think that'd be a pretty fun team. But y'all make some good points. Okay. The last one. And I think personally, if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, this last one here, this is the creme de la creme. This is the dream girl. That This is the who you want to be the third partner. And it, maybe it's a long shot. The San Antonio Spurs. Gentlemen, I have to give the San Antonio Spurs some credit. I got to be honest, I've been sleeping on the moves they've been making in recent years. I did not realize this, but they have an insane amount of first-round picks. It's even more than I thought to go along with their Wembenyama they just got and their other young guys. They have Charlotte's pick next year. I think it has some light protections. And Toronto's. Both those teams are probably going to be bad. And I don't know how high of a protection they got on it. I think Toronto's is like top five or top four. I'm not sure about the Charlotte pick. And they also have a bunch of Atlanta picks coming up from the Murray trade. They have a lot of picks. So because of that, that's the dream partner for Portland. In this deal, the Spurs just take on Hero. They throw Portland a Toronto pick and Atlanta pick. Portland gets two ones plus the three ones for Miami. And the Jovic has Martin. And it's the return of Zach Collins. Oh, by the way, that's the name because the Blazers drafted him. And they're taking him back to make the money work. So that's what I named the trade. Um, you get your trio of young of guys from Miami. You take Collins and Lowry's expirings, and you get five first-round picks. Some of the Toronto one might be pretty good. Uh, and in this trade, Miami gets Dame, and they also get to take on Doug McDermott for a year. So there you go, another white shooter for Miami. I have yeah. the Spurs. I hate this. I hate this so much. Why, you are in the exact same position that the Trailblazers are in. <laughs> but here's only three. The only reason Portland doesn't want Hero is because they have a million guards. If they had like, if their best like prospects that were building around were like forwards, I'm sure they would love to have Hero. But that's fair. Continue. I didn't mean to go all in. No, no. <laughs> Why am I trading picks again? Why, why, why am I trading picks if I'm the Spurs? We've got a stock at the same point, same reason. If I'm the Portland's, I mean New Orleans, why I'm not doing this for Tyler Hero? I just don't think it's worth it. Uh, if like if you were anything, if you were uh, like, I think the Spurs should have gone in on like Austin Reeves, for example. I think that's more of a statement, a better piece than Tyler Hero. Like Austin Reeves is has an IQ. He'll play around Wemby. Tyler Hero gets the ball in San Antonio. He's going to be shooting that every single time it touches his fingers. I do not want Tyler Hero with the basketball. I want my number one guy. I want the guy that I'm building this franchise around for the next 12 to 15 years, maybe even more, right? I want the basketball in his hands as much as possible. And I'm going to have... Tyler Hero jacking up threes on the perimeter that whole time and while Wemby's just wasting away again, beaten down by Embiid and of the likes and Jokic trying to get rebounds with all, all of the shots that he's going to be hitting off the back end of the iron. No. 
No, I'm trading two first round picks for Tyler Hero. I get it. We're undervaluing him. I just am not a fan of his. I don't think he's that good. I wouldn't do it, in my humble opinion. That was good. I think this trade would be amazing for Tyler. (laughs) Yes. You know, I had to say something. He would be good on the Spurs, man. He would listen. I think, okay, my reason. Him and Pop would hate each other. Yeah, I was about to say, my reasoning is, though, is, Colby, my only question is, did you consider maybe moving Kyle Lowry, being the vet, to help out the Spurs or anything like that? The money didn't work. The money wouldn't work. Yeah. So let me guess, that team couldn't afford that buyout. So I guess buying out can't actually go through all the time, huh? That little buyout thing didn't go through all the time. Well, no, because they can't buy him out until he's all technically on the team. You can't, I mean, you can't do buyouts in this. This is just a website where you can do fake (laughs) trades. They would keep him, though. They would, they, they wouldn't, they would keep him for a year. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I feel like it would be int- I think Lowry being there with uh with Wemby would be a great mentor, great ball feed- feeder, like James was saying, someone to feed him the ball. Um but yeah, I, I, I was about to say for a hero though, you're going to pop. Yes, you may think pop might hate him. Pop's been with so many personalities. Yeah, I, I, I took I when as soon as I said it, I was like he also was just was playing under Eric Spolster the last yeah. four years <laughs> as well, you know, so that was dumb. Dumb point, but and that's not James. We're not bashing on it, whether it was dumb or not. Let's say let's keep going. Like Tyler Hero, I feel like I feel like he would just be more of an offensive piece because what do they got? They got that one dude. His name's Johnson, right? Like they got that Kelvin one, Johnson. Keldon. Keldon Johnson. There we go. The other Kentucky boy. Kevin Gasol is an interesting young player. He's pretty good. He's very like interesting. State, and they got Shohan, who's not a scorer, but he is a hustle defender guy. Who's pretty cool. But I'm kind of with James. You got to get Wemby some help. Got to get him someone to feed him the ball and everything. So I just don't know. I like it. I like Hero being in this spot, but I don't know if he can live up to that role. That's the only thing I can say about it. Hero's going to think he's Jordan Poole in D.C. Like, he's going to think he's the main guy if he goes to San Antonio. Shouldn't have had D.C. in this D5 fun trades. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so the dream girl of the Spurs just shot him down. Yeah. I get to bed with Portland and Miami. I like well, like you said, I like the idea for Portland. <laughs> I, like the, I like the idea for Portland, except that Kyle Lowry still ends up on that team, taking the ball away from. Kyle Scoot. Lowry, like the Heat, are basically probably going to have to get rid of him in this trade just to make. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to even acquire Dave. And realistically, I mean, Kyle Lowry probably only play like twenty minutes a game for Isn't the Heat he on as the well. Team right now. Oh, sorry. I meant for the Trailblazers. If this trade were to happen, Trailblazers, he wouldn't play. He would play zero minutes a game. He would not be on the. T- I'm telling you. You don't think he would get any game time? No, he'll be bought out. He's not. He will not play one second for the Trailblazers in any of these. I don't know, man. If the Spurs can buy him out, wouldn't you think the Blazers would play him? No. Why would the Blazers want to play him? They have like a billion guards. They buy him out. He would not play a second for Portland. All right. So that's all for all the trades. That's the Kobe. second. I would say this. My favorite one out of all of these, or where to rank them right here, I got them listed out here. By far, you came out swinging really strong with that first one and everything. I still personally like Hero to the Clippers. You just need to figure out the math on that one again. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then I'm going to go ahead and take a reality check. And I will say 
Hero to the Grizzlies is my third favorite out of these three, out of these five. James, what was your what is your takeaway? What's the best one? Most like? I mean, honestly, I really like the most realistic one. I like the idea of Ben Simmons going to Portland. Um, I like the idea of them getting Jaime Jaquez. I think Tyler Hero would probably do well in Brooklyn. I mean, this is this is the one that's going to happen, like we said. So we're we don't we'll hear a ton of this probably in the future. Um, but I like the idea of Tyler Hero going to Memphis. Um, I like that second one a lot as well. Um, I think. Also cashing in on some picks. Um, they do have a heavy, uh, heavy front court, like I said. But I mean, they and you don't get off the Nurkic contract. That's one kicker as well. So somehow, <laughs> somehow we could get that in there. I think this would be this would be a pretty good deal there for for the Trailblazers. All right, I like that. All right, so there you go. That is the NBA. That was. Uh... Some good stuff on that segment. That was fun. I'm glad uh, you all went along with me for that because I, I was pretty proud of that little graph, the little slide trip there. <laughs> no, it was good. I liked it. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. It gave some food for thought, you know. <laughs> all right. Okay. So now we can hit and transition, Jalen, into the NFL. We've had some news, some signings. What should we start with here? Let's start with the news because, or at least, because I mean, signings is the same thing as news. But we're going to go ahead and say we're going to start with the news. We're going to save the elephant in the room for last because we only got a few minutes on the second round here. So let's talk with the fun stuff. I feel like this is the this is where we get to talk about the fun stuff here. Yeah. Right off the bat, I feel like let's we got our guest here, James. We're going to talk about someone that has been stealing your guys' spotlight the entire offseason. And they are continuing to steal it right now. It's going to be the New York Jets getting hard knocks, oh. everybody. I love the idea that the hard knocks are being forced upon them. And now the jets are going to be going out their way to make it a challenge on hard knocks. First of all, I love hard knocks and I don't think the hard knocks curse is going to work on you unless you think it's going to, unless you think it's going to hinder you like it is like they're thinking right now. What are your guys' thoughts on the whole jets approach to this hard knocks thing? Like, I think they're overdoing it. I think you're supposed to just let them be. Let it go. You know the hard knocks aren't going to bother you as much if you just tell them, hey, straight up, leave us, leave certain people alone. They will, but they want to go ahead and take the extra steps and try to build a wall between them like they're in, you know, playground or something like that. I don't know. So, James, I want to know your thought. You're probably not even going to watch this hard knocks this season, but what are your thoughts on all this drama that the Jets are making out of it? That's what I want to ask you. Yeah, um, no, you're right. I won't be watching it. Um, usually I watch Hard Knocks, um, not just because it's the Jets, but every year I'll watch the first episode or two, and then I won't watch uh, because the season actually starts to get underway, you know, right around there. So um, not, never really been a Hard Knocks guy. Um, I don't really care about the Jets and how they're handling this. I think it's just kind of going more into how teams are just how we're view, how they're viewing it nowadays. I mean, I think the quality of hard knocks from what I've seen on Twitter and other opinions, I couldn't give my own one. The quality's kind of gone down year after year after year. And now you see something like quarterback come out where, you know, it wasn't groundbreaking, you know, but it was it was awesome. Like I loved watching it. I watched every single second about it. Like I actually cared about the quarterbacks hard knocks. You get your feel good sob stories that they'll do like a 10 minute um, fluff piece for on like the linebacker who's trying to make the practice squad. And then he gets cut, you know, (laughs) 
he still gets cut. And the fact that they're not showing cuts, um, you know, was the yeah, best part. Was the best part about it. Was the best part about it. So, um, and I get it though. I get it. I get it from being the coach, not wanting to have that extra. Um, I don't. I, I wouldn't say environment, right. but light but it is environment though because you're your team now that actually has expectations which you haven't had and now you're going to get these cameras on you when the team is still trying to learn and gel and Aaron Rodgers also isn't uh, someone who you know loves all the media attention well he does he loves attention in his own right but only what he wants to put out right so <laughs> I wouldn't yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if he had a decision in this as well for how much screen time that they're getting. So um, I think it's just kind of being blown up completely. I don't really care. I know some people do, but I'm not going to watch it regardless. And I think this is something that we're just going to stop talking about in a week. And then when it comes out, no one's even going to remember that this was an argument. <laughs> Probably. This is like I said, I'm going to start it off on, my friend. That's what we got to get it going for. Colby, what are your thoughts on all this drama, though? No, I mean, that was great. I agree with a lot of what James said, so I'll be pretty quick. I mean, it makes sense. Like, obviously, they were going to pick the Jets because that's the hyped-up team. I understand the Jets not wanting it all over the place. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference whether they show cuts or not. Like, I don't think Hard Knocks, yes, I'm sure they don't want it, or maybe it'll be a distraction, but it shouldn't get in the way too much. Um, I don't think it's a huge... Sorry, ignore me. I'm not the biggest Hard Knocks guy either. It's It's still cool, but... Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a huge deal. I'm not too worried about it. The Jets. I got to give you credit there, Jalen. You really threw me with that lead in when you were talking about the man who dominated the James's hopes and thoughts in the offseason. I thought it was going to be about DeAndre Hopkins going. To I did too. So that's what I was expecting. He's part two. Curveball. Complete curveball. Yeah, I got it swinging on the fa- swinging on the first pitch. And you know what? This hard knocks news too. If something like this came out in the season. No one would give a shit because football's on the screen. So people need something to write about right now. And this yes. is the biggest thing. This is the biggest thing because everyone's waiting, watching around the corner for the football season. This just keeps football in everyone's mouth for another week. And then we'll see what, what other storylines come up because, um, you know, everyone's here for everyone's reporting for training camp. So, yeah. See. Mike. My only question is, James, you mentioned it a little bit, and this was my follow-up and everything. You said Netflix's quarterback was really good and stuff, in our own opinion. Colby, you haven't seen it, but the show does follow the quarterbacks very uh, extensively. Yeah. So, Hard Knocks is just for the beginning of the season, though. What would you guys prefer if you were a coach? A TV show that's following your quarterback for the entire season, or Hard Knocks that's there just for, what, the first four or five weeks or six weeks of the season? I like quarterback because how much of it was anything around the team and like game plan, decision making, you know? Yeah. I would definitely pick quarterback. It was mostly about their family and their lives around them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Agreed. All right. All right. See, Ed, Jalen, I agree that with James, I do think the quarterback show, I'd rather have that as a coach because, like you said, it's mostly just following the one dude. A lot of it's at their homes, it seems like. So it's not like they're right in there with the team all the time. Um, and so, yeah, we've got a great segment with the quarterback idea you came up with. Everyone, as you said on Twitter, is talking about who should be the three for the season two. 
because I saw Peyton Manning already said there's going to be a season two. And so I haven't prepared anything for this, but I love just doing like a draft type thing. So I think we got to see them come up with the best list. You got to have the three levels, right? So it's Mahomes, Kirk, and uh, Mariota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have them right here. I put them as star, okay, and oof. So like a fringe guy, a pretty good guy, and a star. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to like draft this? How do you want to do this? Snake draft? Yeah, let's draft yeah. it so we're not putting the same answers. Yeah, okay. we're going to do it like so, we do for our pick-ups, Cole. The snake that's draft. perfect. You have to do each round. Like you all have to do like the star or, or you can do any of them. Do any round. Yep. All right. I'll go first so we can get this thing kicked off. Wait, wait. You didn't answer my question. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Whatever. I... You can pick them wherever you want. You don't have to do the star first. Okay. It can be any order. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I was about to say, I was going to start with oof and everything. A quarterback that is struggling right now that I want to see make a be on the show and everything because we don't know what's going to happen to him. It's going to probably be, uh, I want to see Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I actually, because Gardner Minshew, he has he's going to be the starter right now for in for Indianapolis, and then he's already expected to hand over the reins to Anthony Richardson. How would what if Gardner Minshew had an electric start in the beginning of the season? You know, you know, I'm a big Gardner fan, and I have some weird quarterbacks. So this wasn't this was a challenging one for me to pick from, but for me, the oof is going to be. I want to go with. I want to see Gardner Minshew. That's going to be my oof pick. That's a good one. Interesting. I like you going that first pick off the board. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Let's see here. We don't have a certain order, but we'll hand it off to the guests. So, James, who would be your uh, oof pick? You said you can do any of them, right? Oh, yeah. My bad. Do any of them. I care. No, no, no. But I like you're you're inspiring me because I, I got an oof pick. I want to make sure right. that no one else takes it. Um, I would yeah. pay good money. See Russell Wilson. Oh, oh wow! My gosh, could you imagine getting behind the scene footage of Russell Wilson acting like a his everyday life? I just want to see if he's much of a cheese ball as he actually is. It's just like I, I don't want to see the facade. Or is this actually Russell Wilson? Is this actually how he acts all the time after just coming off the worst season of his career, first year in Denver, which is just a football-ridden town, and that team was so bad. That would be amazing, amazing to see Russell Wilson on the show. That would oh, be yeah. that would be fantastic. Would be and real. they were showing clips from the previous seasons, too. That's the oh. thing. So you know how many clips they're going to bring from last season? Oh, I would laugh. I would laugh that whole time watching that. Like, is, is that actually who he really is? I think that's kind of what everyone wants to know. And you know what? Maybe he'll just act the same way, but I would love to see it. I would love to see it. There you go. All right, Cole, what do you got? That's a great answer. Wow. <laughs> great pick. Okay. Um. All right. You know, I got back-to-back picks here since we're doing snake draft three and four. So, all right, I'll do my oof pick first just to keep the keep it going with y'all. I mean, maybe he's played out for some people, but I would love to see Baker's last dance. Baker Mayfield oh. last year. Mm. See what he's up to as the oomph pick, kind of trying to stay alive in Tampa, trying to hold off Kyle Trask. I love it. Something of his career. I feel like I kind of already know how Baker would act, but like, would he be doing crazy stuff? The man went from having all those commercials to being like struggling to even be a starter. We'll see if he can be a starter still. And it's probably going to go really bad in Tampa, but 
I would like to see Baker on there. So that would be my oomph pick. I like it. I like That's it. Cause good. I think this is his make or break year as a, uh, as a starter. Right. So um, has to be, it has to be, it has to be. So just like Mariota last year is the same storyline. Like this is kind of your last chance. And then you're going to be a perennial backup the rest of your career. Yeah. I think it's a great pick. Great pick. That was the one I was stuck between. It was either him or Gardner. That was a great pick. All right, I'm going to do my mid-tier guy for my next pick, and I'm okay. really torn here on who I want to go because I have two good ones. Mm. Um, all right, I'm going to take the guy behind you, James, Mac Jones. I would like to see Mac Jones with all the, we'll call it drama coming out of New England. It's at least certainly drama by New England standards. The the part about him, he had to deal with the no offensive coordinator that knew what he was doing last year. He was seeking help outside the building. He's going to have Belichick yell it at him. He's, he had a little Bailey Zappy weirdness fiasco for a few weeks last year. I actually think I like Mac Jones more than more more than most people at this point, which is weird because I didn't like him coming out. And like I've never been super high on him, but I think people have killed him a lot for the last year. I would be fascinated to see Mac Jones uh, on this as he deals with the tribulations of trying to become the guy after the guy in New England. I love it. And I was never going to take it because it was going to be such a homer pick, but I love that you took it, took it, Colby. <laughs> Because that storyline is crazy in of itself, right? And now you bring in, you'll bring all the flashbacks of those like two yard dump downs and getting sacked. And then you bring Bill O'Brien in the mix, like <laughs> someone who can actually do it for you. And if you can't do it now, are you ever going to be able to? Like that's, that's, that's the questions that start popping up. So I love it. I think that's a great pick. I agree. That, that's that was a, that's a fun one. I didn't want to poke fun at James, but uh, I mean, yeah, especially after you guys saying it, D Hop. If they kicked it off with that, and it's just like, oh man, Mac, how do you feel that you guys can't even sell your offense to the to to a receiver? You know that that would be something for me. Um, but also just the fact that he had such a great rookie season. You yeah. know, he was a great oh, yeah. rookie season. He, we had him high in our. We, we have talked about second-year QBs, Colby, for how much last season? And well, we were still high on Mac Jones even throughout the, the well, thick parts of it. I wouldn't say we were high on him. I, would I say was. I sat him at three. I have him right – I have him right yeah, in front I mean, of me. I had him at three for a long, long well, point yeah, of the like, season. Two of those guys are washed out. Mills and Wilson lost their jobs. So, of course, he's at least three. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mills' <laughs> bandwagon just broke down. Yeah. <laughs> Mills' bandwagon did break down. <laughs> So, right. But, I feel like we're pretty I think I feel like I've been always been honest about Mac Jones. I've never loved him, but like I think he's he's fine. He's pretty good. He's like a less athletic Kenny Pickett. Or Kirk Cousins. Yeah. He's better than Kenny. He's better than Kenny too. I listen, you don't have to say anything to me. We'll so. see. All right, James, but we can't say it is your what pick. is your next pick? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm also surprised that this uh that I'm picking this right now. Um I think I'm going to win this draft, honestly. Um, I'm going Joe Burrow. I'm going Joe oh. Burrow. You bring you had Patrick Mahomes, who is coming off his Super Bowl winning season, right? Who is the one guy who's gotten the best of him for the most part? 
for the most part. It's Joe Burrow, the second best quarterback in the league. Why don't let's just go? Let's just go one two right off the bat. You want to? Yeah, you want to set a tone for the show. Let's bring in Pat, but you know what? Let's bring in someone who is going to be his Peyton Manning to Tom Brady, and that's Joe Burrow. So let's bring let's bring Joe Burrow. Let's see the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, give me Jamar and Joe scenes. That's all I want to see. I want to see that locker room. I want to see how he is off the field. I want to see if he's actually as crazy and as cool as everyone says he is. I'm going Joe Burrow. That's a good pick for your star. I like that. That would be a good one. All right, Jalen, you got back-to-back picks now. Ooh, I have to get my board clean. That's what it is. All right, here we go. This is tough. All right, I did not expect Joe Burrow to be off the board that quick. But I also did not expect me to have the choice between my okay quarterbacks here and you know we talk about this guy and questionable tones a lot on this podcast i'm not going to take the guy colby that you like to rave about and since he's not on your okay board i'm i'm not gonna i don't know if james is going to say so i'm not gonna wait for james too i guess but my okay pick is going to be geno smith i'm gonna go with geno we've been talking about him a lot in questionable tones in almost every conversation that i'm in because i know i don't know how i feel about him I feel like everyone doesn't know how they feel about him. And it would be interesting for them to follow this guy, especially after he had a bounce back season, whether or not he does good or, of course, in the fans' perspective, probably if he does bad again and they start comparing it to his Jets season and how he's reacting to try and fix it, I feel like it would be a great show because the dude, he seems like he's got it together and he's playing with Pete Carroll. They got this young team too. So they're gonna, it shows how he has to earn the trust of these, how he earned the trust of these guys. I like the idea of Gino, man, because we all question him so much. That's a good pick. I thought about Gino for mine. He was probably my third choice for my mid. He wasn't the guy I was debating, but that's a good one. I was hoping that you didn't take him. I was hoping Mm. that he came back to me because that was going to be my pick. Mm. Especially, I think that team's really good, too. I think that team's really good. And Mm. so him being the fulcrum, really, if if they're going to be really, really good or – not good, mediocre. I think yeah. it would be really interesting. Oh yeah, it'd be like I said, if it were really bad. I mean, God forbid that happens because I don't want to see Gino go through that again. But I know people are eating it up. You know, it's going to be eating up by people and everything. So, I mean, shoot. I'm also trying to buy some time here while I'm trying to think of a star quarterback. Oh, <laughs> oh there's um, plenty. There's plenty of them in the league. Yeah. There are plenty oh, of them, the and sadly, there's not. And sadly, they're already taking the NFC's best, and that's the worst part about it. Um, probably you can't throw Kirk back into this position again. You can't. Oh, and he's also not but, a star. <laughs> he, all right, to some people, I guess. Ugh, he was the big anyway. guy. Yeah, he's, he's a star to you. That's fine. But to there we go. The general populace, no. So for me, I'm talking general populace here, right? Yes. Give me Trevor Lawrence, the prince. Mm. that is coming to football give me trevor lawrence um i personally think that if you give this guy especially if they give us about what he thought about what's going on with urban meyer and he starts comparing how his growth was on year two with dougie p and now he's get calvin ridley back and get to display get to show the growth with that all the grunt bumps and all that stuff i really like the idea of having trevor lawrence on there Especially, you know, he's supposed to be the guy that always supposed to win. You already mentioned he got the second best quarterback. This dude's knocking on the door for three. So, uh, because we all question Josh Allen on here, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, 
maybe not Colby, but I at least do a little bit. I, I'm, so. a tra- I'm a Trevor Lawrence over Josh Allen guy. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, makes it makes this pick oh. a little better. But I'm uh anyways, I, despite the little grunt there. <laughs> I like T Law, and plus the offense is elite, and you got Dougie P. It's going to be great. I think uh, I have a lot of trust in the Jags this season already, as I said on this podcast many times. So for me, the home run header has to be Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. Good one. All right, James, you got your mid pick. Very good one. I like that, Jalen. Ah. This is tough. Your thoughts on that, James? I want to hear that. You've been grunting on that. Oh, no, I think that was a good pick. I think it'd be interesting. I just don't think you could put him above Josh Allen right now, but that's, that's, that's not, that's not here or there. Um, Was he going to put Josh Allen in the okay section then? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So I'm trying to think, Colby, you drafted, so you drafted your mid guy and your, yeah, all I have left is my star. So you got all the mid guys. The whole yeah. only one with a mid guy on the board. You got the So rest. I think I think this is just how we want to dissect it, right? <laughs> Cuz I'm thinking Dak, I think he's mid. Oh. Um oh. Agreed. I'm think I'm thinking Derek Carr or is he on the loser side yet? You know? No, um he mid. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking Jimmy G. You know, is he he's mid, bad, mid, bad? Tua, Tua, he had one good year, got hurt. But I'm going up to the Giants, and I'm taking cool. Daniel Jones. He, he, gets, he gets paid big money, big money this year. He's the guy now. He's the guy now when there's been so many question marks, right? Is he going to actually be as good as, well, he had a good year by Daniel Jones standards last year, right? Is he going to continue that? I can see everything going on with this running back right now. The team got worse than last year, in my opinion. I would love to see it. I would love to see how he does with the pressure. That is a fantastic pick. I would also like to see how how Daniel Jones spent his money after he got that massive contract. Like, <laughs> I would too. You guys would probably make like a. You think Daniel Jones did anything cool or crazy? Or you think he just like put it all into to smart investments in a four hundred one k? I think he probably bought like a Ford F one fifty, like <laughs> yeah. the newest year. I want to know. Yeah, I want to see Daniel Jones. What did he purchase? Once he got that bag, that's a great pick. Wow. I felt like he was too controversial to put on my list, but he said it. He, he you did it. That one's, that I'll one's a spicy it. one, especially with everything going on right now. That's the re- I, I didn't even. I thought about him for maybe a second, and I was like, nah, there's no way, no way. But damn, bro, you said it. I, I, that's all I can say is you, you actually said it. Damn, I like, think it'd be great. That would be I, that would be great. Yeah, I'm yeah, right I mean, with you. If I, I was casting, we'd have Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, and Russell Wilson. That's a pretty good draft. I mean, come on. Would you not be glued to the TV watching that? I would. I would be. I just question. <laughs> I just wouldn't Russ be in the okay or star? Because, like, he's won a Super Bowl, man. No, I'm just kidding. He played terrible. He, he was. He could get cut next year, is the crazy part. Hey, I was going <laughs> to say the take of that is who would have thought, what would you have said 
12 months ago, if you would have said in a year, you're going to consider Daniel Jones to be like a mid-level guy and Russell Wilson to be like a low-level guy. I know. Considering I know. careers were at a year ago. This league. <laughs> this league. Any given Sunday. Well, all right, Colby, bring us home. My last pick, insane value for me to get this as my star, still on the board. Now, granted, it would have been even better last year, but it will still be great this year. Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. the guy doesn't – he is his mother's his agent. He doesn't do any commercials. He's got that weird business partner, <laughs> made like the exercise equipment website. He's very, like, private. I don't feel like there's a lot known about Lamar Jackson or what he does in his free time. Um He's 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 insanely elite, like electric watch to play, and like I just feel like it would be entertaining, like it'd be wild. And like I said, I just feel like there's so much about Lamar that's kind of a mystery. Like he's not necessarily out there like a lot of the other big star quarterbacks in a lot of ways. He does things in such a non-traditional way. I think that would be a fascinating watch. And you have OBJ and the new receivers coming in. He just got the money. See what he's doing with his money. He's even more massive contract. I think Lamar Jackson on as as the star would be electric. I love it. I think Lamar that Jackson is. would steal so many hearts of people watching that show. All these people that hated on him because he was asking for more money. I think this. I think if we put Lamar on there, he everyone would be like, he is just such a genuine dude. Like everyone would love him. I think so. I'd love that pick. Yeah, insane value, insane value. All I can say is great pick. We'd all have to get a dictionary to understand South Florida in that accents. That is true. I'm we all we're going to have to adjust to. Eat that up. Start listening to Kodak Black. I mean, we got to start. We got to pick up on some on some terms here because you know he's just going to speak. He's going to be genuine, like you said. He's going to just speak how he is, and it's going to be amazing. I, like Colby said, he's electric on the field, and I feel like he will be electric just as electric off the field. Great value pick, Colb. I feel like we so, got some solid ones. So right now we're looking at Jalen with T Law. Oh sh- shit! I think I messed it up. Oh, you got it, Mac. Did you take no? No, Colby had Mac. Colby had Mac. He had Gino. Gino was his mid. Oh, I flip flopped him. That's right. Gino and Minshew. Yes. Lamar, Mac, and Baker, and Burrow, Jones, and Russell. I think that'd be pretty good. I'd watch any one of those choices. I like mine the best, but they're all pretty good. James, yours is <laughs> too. Jalen's yours is good, but it's not as good as me. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like mine is gonna be. I feel like mine's gonna start off really strong. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> we're gonna start off really strong with Mitch. Mitch's is gonna last four weeks. Exactly. He, he will, he'll be on two for two episodes. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Those first two episodes, we're kicking off strong. I was gonna <laughs> say, we're those just watching two... Gino and T Law the rest of the time. <laughs> Jalen, was there, did our guy Desmond Ritter make an appearance in quarterback? No, as a and matter of fact, I think they showed job. him for like a brief minute, but they after after he got the job, that was it. Mary stopped being on the off. show. Yeah, that was it. Mary Edison. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to spoil they, that for you, but yeah, they cut him out of the show completely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Until the end credits. When he was back in Hawaii, we hadn't seen this man for three episodes. The next yeah, he was like, on I'm the going beach to... in Hawaii. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm going to Philly now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. the third guy, you're like battling to even just have them continue oh. to show up to film you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm back up now. I'm excited by the project. I talked to Jalen. I was like, oh, man, like, 
this is exactly what the show wanted to get their last guy and to absolutely just fall out and, <laughs> and be a and be a second string quarterback. Now I just thought it was hilarious. Poor guy. <laughs> the poor guy. And see, Gardner's used to being a second string guy, so maybe we'll still get some good clips out of him. That's the best part about Gardner Minshew being the number one pick in this draft is kind of ridiculous. I think he has a van in van in Indy, like uh, Uncle Rico, you know, just tossing the football to himself exactly. out there. That's how it starts. Like, like fields of Indianapolis. <laughs> James knows. James already knows how we're going to start this. See, I already got a, we got great oh, producers. That would be like. amazing. You just see him in his little van, just faking it, throwing it over the mountain. Pretty okay. That would be good. Yeah, I mean, I would sign up to see that for sure. <laughs> oh man. But first of all, let's let's really address it. Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson. I mean, I feel like our best category, guys. Yes, we got this. I feel like we got the stars right. Maybe I could have chosen someone else. I was thinking the other pick was going to be Justin Herbert, but I like Trevor Lawrence right now more. Um, yeah, I agree. I like Oof more, though, guys. I feel like all these categories are really good when you have them lined up. Like Dino's Imagine situation. the episode where Baker gets benched for Kyle Trask. When that inevitably oh. happens, can you imagine? Baker's yeah. gonna be acting with the cameras there, like salty. <laughs> either, either like adding as salty, or he's gonna act like he's above it. It's one or the other. Yeah, I think he's definitely taking the ladder, taking the high road. <laughs> oh my gosh! But the Mac compared, like comparing all these situations, like Geno's, Danny Dimes, and Max. Oh my god, these are those. What I can only imagine who they're picking for this, guys. I can only imagine. Great lists, but that was a good segment. The transition here, guys. Uh, we were talking on the off season here about a couple of players, and we can we were only imagining where they can go. I said this player had to fall to the Patriots because if they didn't, this team will be so boring and stale. I know that's a word that you hate to hear, James, because it's probably been said so much. But D Hop didn't go to you guys. He went to a more boring team. He went to the Titan. Yeah, he did go to a more boring team. That's true. Where receivers go to die. You said it yourself. I think even Christian said it. Everyone knows that's where receivers go to die. Dude, James, I'm going to let you take the floor on this one so I can also give me some water. But, man, what are your thoughts on – and when that happened, I was right next to you, and you acted like there was nothing. But now that's time passed. What are your thoughts on it? I still not. I mean, I knew we weren't going to sign him like a month ago. So um, when when he toured and he didn't sign and he didn't sign and he didn't sign, I if he got an offer from the Patriots, I feel like he would have signed it before the Titans. And well, if he got an offer, we probably just gave him like two years, twelve million. It's probably exactly what GM Bill decided to do. So um, you know, I knew that was the case. Um, would it have been nice? Yeah, it would have been great having D-Hop as your wide receiver one instead of uh, Juju. But, you know, in terms of our offense, I think we're going to be fine. I think Mac's going to still throw for 20-plus touchdowns this year. Um, I really like Gusecki. I think that was a great pick under the radar that didn't get enough ta- enough traction, not enough talk about, especially after dumping that terrible John U. Smith contract. So um, it's fine. You know, it's fine. I knew he wasn't going to be on our team. Would it have been great to have him? Yes, I would. I would. I probably would have got a Hopkins jersey if we signed him. But um, if we sign him, what does he give us? One, two more wins, maybe. Realistically, I think we're still going to be a wild card team this year. I don't think we win the Super Bowl with him. 
So, I mean, I would love to have him, but, you know, I guess uh, I guess Tennessee's got bigger and better things going on over there in Nashville, so. It's a little slight backhand there over there. But, um, Colby, you want to – what are your thoughts on this whole D-hop thing? Yeah. I mean, James, you made it – I mean, I'm glad you uh, took the high road on this one. You're like, yeah, we could have only got – we're still a wildcard team. That's all right. Oh, Colby, well, what are your thoughts on this? This Patriots team didn't get exciting, man. What happened? Well, my first thought, just as a disclaimer, was, wait, you're – Oh wait, you're telling me that jail uh, that Christian and James don't like the Titans? The Titans, <laughs> same Titans that ended Lamar's MVP 14 and 2 season and also made Tom Brady's last moment in New England throwing an incredibly sad pick six. They're telling me those two guys don't like the Titans. Wow. That's a shocker. But um yeah, but I mean I do agree with a lot of what you said. I think it would have been more fun if he did go to the Patriots having said all that just because I mean, I don't think the Patriots are great. I don't know if they're going to get a wild card spot. It's pretty tough out there in the AFC. They're certainly not on the level of some of those AFC North teams. So, um, but they'll be good. They'll be in the mix. The Titans, yeah, they're not going to be good. But, I mean, I get it. He wanted money. It's so funny that it is so hilarious that at the beginning, like several months ago, whenever it was, of all this D-hop was going to leave drama, he was like, had that whole list of elite quarterbacks that he wanted to play with. And now he's going to be playing with Ryan Tannehill slash Will Levis as his quarterback. So clearly it was, had something to do with the dollar amount. I mean, good for Tennessee. It like makes their offense more respectable. It'll probably help Will Levis when he inevitably gets out there. But I mean, he's not going to play in any meaningful games. I still don't think they're going to be any good. So it would have been more exciting. I do agree. It would have been more exciting if he's on the Patriots. Just because the Pats needed him, and the Pats are in a better position than Tennessee right now. Much better. Well, we all yeah. the the Pats always do this though. The Pats always they don't they don't sign these you know, big name Boss. big name guys in the off season. We just don't do it. We don't do it. I mean, when we literally spent as much money as we could a couple years ago, we spent it on John New Smith, Hunter Henry, Devontae Parker. He said it. Like, <laughs> so I'm like I'm I'm used to this, and you can't lowball guys anymore because Tom Brady's not playing for your team, and you're not pretty much guaranteeing a chance to play in the Super Bowl every single year. That's just not how it works. It's not it's not as an attractive as a destination when you don't have the best quarterback of all time, you know, calling the plays and you know having the ball in his hand. It's a different time now. He's not going to get away with that shit. Like, if he wants to actually get better, he's going to have to cough up the cash because money talks. So, great point, James. I just want to say, uh, you said the name. You said one of the names, Colby. He hit the bingo board from uh, last time we recorded. He hit the bingo board. He said uh, Hunter Henry. He said the name. <laughs> Congratulations. He yeah. was part of the weirdos list last time. But uh, Colby, I don't think we got enough time here. So go ahead and get your final takes in here on D Hop, and then I want to ask you. That's all my takes. All right, good. Because uh, what is going on with your boy Highsmith? You're uh, over here raving about a defensive signing. What? This isn't the Colby I know. This is the only thing I have to ask you. Well, what? What? I mean, well, when Kenny Pickett's basically playing for free, you can afford. Oh, it. he's pulling so that card. Not, okay. By the time Alex Kenny Pickett is ready to be paid, this contract's going to be almost over. Maybe so, Steelers should have thrown money for D Hop. Then that's all I'm no. saying. Why? We have no need for D Hop. You have the money you pay. Like, no, come on. The Steelers, no disrespect to James, but unlike the Patriots, the Steelers know how to draft receivers, so they don't have to spend money 
uh, signing them. So no, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean that's just a fact. That's just a yeah, blatant that's fact. fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like obviously the Patriots beat the Steelers in a lot of important games over the years, so it's fine. But yeah, the Steelers they they draft receivers. No, nah, I mean I I like it. I didn't think it was an outrageous number. Yeah, they are spending a lot on defense, but like, I mean, almost their whole offense, other than Deontay Johnson, is on rookie contracts. So, like, it makes sense. I thought it was a good signing. He's been gotten better every single year. He was awesome last year. I think he's a great edge rusher to pair with Watt. So, I liked it. I had no issues with it. I, I'm feeling great about this season. I'm very optimistic. I think the Steelers are going to be legitimately very good this year. This is the best roster they've had in a while. Do we play each other this year or no? I think so, but I'm not 100% so. sure. Let me double check on that. I'm pretty sure because I think we both came in the – who were the Patriots? Goldie. Third in the division? Third. Yeah, so they both came in third, so they should play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. That'll be a good game. Well, just to go off the, the wide receivers point quickly, I mean, the last – Three big names that we've drafted wide receiver wise have been uh, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, and uh, Nikhil Harry. <laughs> so oh, he said the other weirdo, Kendrick Bourne. He's just our best wide receiver, talent wise. They do play. Maybe. Oh, oh, they right. play on, they play Thursday night football on December. Oh, that's a live recording episode, James. <laughs> that is, we record live on Thursday, week so you 14, have to be available. Week fourteen right. Thursday night football. That is a great Thursday night game. Oh my god! <sighs> what if? What, I hope it's just a meaningful game for both of us. It I should be it a playoff be, ticket I think, game. I think they'll both be pretty solid. Yeah, that would be great if we were both like. <laughs> Eight and six going into that game. I think that's or sorry, like seven and six or whatever. All right. So speaking of teams that know how to draft, right, James? Your team didn't draft this guy behind me, I'm pretty sure. But we also only have like seven. We only have a couple minutes, so this is just the preview, folks, of what's gonna come. Colby. Yeah, this went longer than I thought. I can't believe we didn't Mm -hmm. even get to the argument. Let's have it. (laughs) You know what the Patriots did, right? When it came to their Super Bowl winning formula, they, they knew they, how to draft running backs. They didn't draft. The value of running backs has fallen drafted. so far. They knew how to pay. They knew how to find, and they knew how to get them. You're right, Colby. Correct me right now because we they never paid. Pay. They paid this man right behind me. Not very much. They they got him a ring. Running yeah, backs are there for winning championships, man. And this running back market drama really stinks for my fellow running backs. I think. I stand with all of them. I'm with Derrick Henry, even though I haven't got, even though I've gotten, I'm not really a paid running back, but he got paid and he's chilling because he knows that he's going to still run over people, but still think it sucks. Like I really wish that the Vikings could have found a way to trade Dalvin cook because he was one of those guys that were a high paid running back that they could have at least found a way to keep arguing to keep the market up. But this whole thing stinks, man. So obviously my answers are very biased to this running back market just sucking. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Colby, you're a very offensive guy. You're always 100% about the quarterback. But you have even you know that you got to have a good running back to get you into these games, all right? At least one that you know will produce. And if you're going to bring up the Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco argument that everyone wants to bring up lately, go ahead. I mean, it's a good argument. 
I'm not even. It is a very good argument. But I still point to this man right here, a two-time Super Bowl winner. Okay. So, All right. Well, first of all, I have to ask James. Do you know what the backstory behind why he has the Garoppolo up there is? Do you know the egregious statement that Jalen has made on this podcast? Have you ever heard about this? No. Okay. So the by far, by far, the most outrageous thing that's ever been said in this podcast in the year that we've done it is I don't even remember when it was, but Christian was there. Jalen says LeGarrette Blunt is a Hall of Famer because he won those two Super Bowls with the Patriots and the Eagles. <laughs> and so that is the origin of that picture. And I was literally just sitting here, like, d- dumbfounded. I was like, are you being, I don't know, if he might even still have been doing a bit. Maybe it was all a bit. No, I'm still all in serious. on this. He might be in the Patriots Hall of Fame one day. He's the oh, last one. Maybe. I mean- and then I, I and then this? I read like, off and listed. Go look at the running backs that have made the Hall of Fame, and go tell me if. <laughs> no, I don't need to. to be in there. <laughs> but anyway, society. I didn't know if you knew the origin of that, but that's the. You know what adds up to his resume right now, though, because of this market, he is the last one thousand yard rusher to win a Super Bowl. That does add resume to his bout to his Hall of Fame resume right now. Oh, that does add on. It does. I mean, the, the NFL, the way the NFL is trending right now, he was pl- he was doing the thousand yard rushing while the NFL was rev- was gearing up for that. He was still doing that. This yeah. these Super Bowl rings weren't that long ago when he won one with the Eagles. Um, we were in college. That yeah. was not that long ago, guys. Not like, <laughs> that was not that long. Also, ago. like in part in a backfield by committee, both those teams like had multiple backs they used besides just Legarrette Blunt. But that's like the thing of it, and I'll this is just round it out because we're about to end here, like. The running backs, it does suck for them. I'm not going to lie. I saw, I don't know, I didn't even realize this, but I saw, like, no running back has gotten, like, a s- extensions in two years. Like, it's been two years since a running back got, like, a legit second contract. Um, And it's not going to get better because that's just how it goes. When was the last time? I wasn't even going to bring up Pacheco, but I was just going to say in general the stat we've always talked about. Like, when was the last time a team that won the Super Bowl had, like, even a top 10 running back, let alone, like, a top five? like a star running back like never it's always like the last like who was the best one that we figured like marshawn lynch in like 2014 was the last star marshawn is the star running back stop it so that's what i have to say about it we got like two minutes here a thousand yards how was he was in the star i'm with you i'm with you 100 colby i mean the you can't i mean you first off last running back to get paid was zeke you know that contract turned out? Not great. Pretty <laughs> shitty. Pretty but shitty. But Derrick Henry's on his contract right now. Didn't even make it to the end. Before Dude, they- but Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry had is way better than Zeke right now. And you know 49ers what? Niners went and took. Forty ers went and took on McCaffrey's That's new right. contract. But yeah. he's also basically a receiver. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's the argument that you make there is that he's basically a receiver. And it's just, it, so he listen, does more. He does two positions. So he, he does two positions like Eckler. This can get listen, deeper. The listen, game changes. Can, the game changes. You know? The game does change. It's and a throwing right game now. This was a preview, folks. Remember that. This was a preview. Sorry, the blue ball, everyone. The game does change. And we're in the final two minutes, folks, because it is past midnight out, beast. And the moon and the storm <laughs> actually ended here in the, in the springs. We have to round up our final thoughts. Colby, kick us off. We only have a minute 40. All right, I'm going to be quick. Final thought. You know, you mentioned at the beginning of this about all the sports in the dead zone. I got to say, shout out the the WNBA is better than it's ever been. And Sabrina Ionesca, probably 
at this point has become, I would say, my favorite player in the WNBA, Electric. She broke the three-point record. She was cashing in the All-Star game. I also, while I was working, because we have ABC on at our station, and uh, I watched, like, a game the Liberty were playing. I forget who they were playing. But they, like, came back from 15 down. She's Electric. So that's my final thoughts. Sabrina Ionesca, she's her Electric basketball player. Fun to watch. All right, James, you got the one-minute drill. All right, well, let's go Let's go our women's national team. All right, we're going for a three-peat here, three World Cups in a row. I'm, I'm stoked. Let's go. That's oh, the most man. meaningful sport on right now. There you go. I mean, uh, for me, geez, if we're talking about women's sports, my biggest thing is I have seen Angel Reese just uh, open up a new basketball court. That's pretty dope. And in other news, though, today is actually my mom's birthday. So shout out to the moms. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. mom. Happy birthday, Jalen's mom. I hope you guys enjoy the good stuff, everyone, because I think it was, as always. Okay, good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And then besides that, have a good one, y'all.